Off, Backstage with Dark Charmedia, with your host, Danny Atwell. This month, August's amazing episodes are brought to you by... McGee's Funeral Home? Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another episode, an amazing episode of Off the Cuff for, for this date in August. Oh my God, we had yep. such an amazing, amazing month for Dark Charm Media. I'm your host, Dan the Man Atwell, as with me always, Mac McCloskey, Howdy. the Dead Man, Miguel Pedroza, Grave Robber, Chris Hangel, and... Yep. The amazing, incomparable Emily McAnulty once more. We are absolutely ecstatic uh, about the, the month we've had. It's just amazing so far. And I mean, like, the, the especially the amount of love we've had so far, especially for the premiere of Fascination Street. Everything's yes. been really good. And then amazing stuff that we've heard about the, the Juice Saga continuing for Smoke and Mirrors. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, obviously the second to last episode of Brotherhood of Ridiculous People. That threw everybody because <laughs> no one expected it. But that was the whole. That was you the whole don't. Part. You never expect a talking no. badger. Yeah. No. 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 Or Spanish Inquisition. Or the, what do you mean Spanish? <laughs> you not seen my one? Oh my god! No, I'm thinking the Inquisition, the uh, the the Mel Brooks version. What that's a shot. That's, yeah, it's a Monty Python thing. <laughs> but yeah, so um, how's everyone been doing? What's uh, what's everyone's day, what's day been like? Uh, I had a rough week, but I mean, getting we, better. We, yeah, I, I remember. I, I remember uh, what happened, and you know, I'm, I'm glad you're feeling better, my friend. Yeah, hundred uh, really percent. But we're working on it. And, yep. uh, other than that, man, uh, I, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm itching. I mentioned because we're finally going to get back into the into the into the boxing ring of writing. Yeah, and I have so many, I have so many things I need to do, and uh, I, I haven't I haven't worked on anything uh, during during this uh, during this event for the specific reason that if I I know if I start if I start I'm not going to stop. Yep. So I've been just like hands off. <laughs> yeah, I, I've. I've had a little bits and pieces of inspirations that I sort of had to, if without doing it, I, I would have had to uh, go crazy. All, all, <laughs> of our, all of our heads are all of our heads, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, just at this point, the production stuff is really starting to kick up. We're doing, we're starting production finally for Detonation Boulevard's first five episodes. We're starting uh, production for a gate beyond that's mm-hmm. going to be very interesting to get done and then Coming you know but, uh, but you know by december we're also doing fun with dirt and you know fun with dirt's going to be uh, insane um you know uh emily you're actually going to be coming in to fun with dirt this season as a as a, a regular cast member mm-hmm. so yeah. that's going to be pretty cool yeah, yeah. uh vicky's going to have more of a, a role yes. for, for this so we're yeah it's going to be great that. do i still um, have uh, how do I? Why, I forgot her name last time too. Janet. My, my, Jan, yes, Janet. Do I still get Janet? I don't have Janet any. I, at this point, Janet's not in the season, unfortunately. Neither is Carl, but you know that's that's going to tick Bobby off. But because <laughs> and the funny thing is, like the uh, you know the weather bees are actually kind of a fun diversion away from things. <laughs> <I love laughs> that, uh, they're they're fun. With what happened last season. 
<laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're good comic relief. We want you to in. we want you to go to this bar and just sing. We've only just sing begun. Our song. <laughs> sing our song. Sing our song. Sing our song. Yeah. And the fact, that's brilliant. And the fact that they had to go to a gay biker bar. <laughs> I, I love i love the whole thing it's it's a lot of fun what about what about you uh chris how, how you been yeah man oh man <laughs> since last time we saw you you moved didn't you yeah uh on off the cuff yeah definitely since yeah, last time. yeah it's yeah, been yeah. A, long, a long time it, like it's since last time you're on yeah you you, you moved and then um yeah moved and had to handle another show. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, hey, let me tell you, I was I was proud of you, dude. Uh, I was like, you know what? He wasn't, you know, that man wasn't there. You stepped up to the plate. You hit a you hit a triple. <laughs> Good job. You did. I'm very proud of you. Wouldn't say you hit a home run. Yeah, I wouldn't say that, that either. Was, yeah. but, so, I want to let everyone know I've had some feedback uh-huh. about. Night of the Chickens. Oh God! Ugh. Oh no! Yes. People are clamoring for a series. Yeah. <laughs> what? Fun with that. And the funny thing was, we were we were over at Strapasta, which is uh, this restaurant that me and, and, and Mac frequent, and that was actually the that's the the uh, the model for the Italian the restaurant, restaurant that there. Brad goes Brad it goes to. The whole Eric story is, is based on my neck of the woods. Basically his neck of the woods. Yeah. So I'm walking out and all of a sudden I hear an air raid siren. That happens in the area. As you do, um, right? Comes from the fire. Uh, no, fire. I mean a loud yeah. one. Like what the hell? Did the Japanese just start bombing? <laughs> That's what you'd be likely to think if you didn't live there. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, my God, the chickens are coming. The chickens are coming. The chickens are die bombing. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God, you didn't just have another idea. I'm like, <laughs> just <laughs> happened. <laughs> so because obviously the main char- the main character is you know, Brad is dead. Mm-hmm. Dennis is still around. So it's Erica. But the whole idea of. Mr. Thoreau's issues and everything coming back to haunt the town. And then this air raid siren comes up as all these zombie chickens just start killing people. It's already hey, but the rent is cheap. The so. story in his the rent own is head very already. cheap. No one wants to live in the area. I, I would argue that the main character are the chickens. You could say that, yeah, too. They, uh, their name is in the title. Like. The main characters are chickens. Ghost <laughs> chickens. <laughs> Nope. Does every season subject new people to them? Well, the whole time, what, they, they get out of the town? Yeah, they get out of the oh, town. Oh, God. I'm not doing Walking Dead, but with chickens. become chicken. like Jurassic Park of chickens. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. But yeah, so I, that, was, that was one of the things that I got. The Walking like Dead said, with chickens. inspiration hearing that air raid siren. I was like, oh, my God. If one of the main started- antagonists could be Beacon. Beacon. <laughs> yeah, and he could be a chicken that has barbed wire wrapped around his feet. Oh, taking this down. Practically, work with various incarnations of these of these mutants. Uh, Mister Thoreau's like, take care of them, Beacon. Motherfucker! You know, cusses and chicken. Cusses and chicken. That's the subtitle. Yeah. So. What what about you, Emily? What have you what have you how yeah, have you been? Yeah. How's it been? Um not bad. 
not bad. We had um we had a passing in our family, so oh, that's right. been hard. But not condolences, um, my friend. Thank you. We're getting through that. That's all right. So we we've all. It's one of those things that it's a uh, it sucks because it sucks, but then it's nice. Everyone's together, so that was kind of yeah. that was good. Everybody lived like states away. Yeah. And you get to um, hang out with us for a little bit. I That'll do. Help too. So yeah. So hi, Chris. I've never met you before. Hello. It's nice to meet I've you. never met yeah. you. <laughs> but I've, I've heard your voice. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. Together. <laughs> yeah, you work together a lot. Yeah, we work together. We just never seen each other or never yeah. talked to each other until so, now. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, yeah, yeah, Chris and Emily, you know, you you both star exclusively in um, Fascination Street, and that's actually our first episode of the day. Yep. Um, Let's talk about it. Yeah. All right. Even though Emily technically isn't in this episode, she is mentioned. Yes. Uh, yeah. Her character Carrie is mentioned at the end, and it's Carrie. like people are like, "Who's Carrie?" Well, I guess you'll have to find out. Figure that out in episode two. Yeah. Uh, I like that you open the episode by saying I play Carrie White as well, mm-hmm. and then oh, there's yeah. no, there's no Carrie. So. Well, that's just it. Further I get it for all the series regulars, <laughs> and then you know, um, but let me so let's let's go over the first story. I mean, like. Fascination Street was a huge endeavor for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a lot of us, especially finishing up the season, mm-hmm. starting it off, editing everything together, making it feel as though it's immersed. Even I even had some instances where I had to go back. And uh, I don't know if there was an issue with Mixpad or, or whatever I was doing, but there was certain effects that were drowning out the narration. I was like, uh-uh, yeah. I ain't having that. Like the that. birds? Yeah. <laughs> like so the I, what bird. I did was I went in, I fixed all that and re-added it to the the feed. And trust me, it's a lot better now. We get introduced to Damon Holloway, who is this, you know, rebellious, even, but in his, his way of rebellion is actually being smart. Go figure. Right. <laughs> the <first laughs> rebellion, yeah. Um, that's, that's kind of what happened with me. Yeah, likewise. he's actually getting oh. smart. You know, loves he loves you know uh, the old emo music of the uh, the '80s, the old goth stuff, a uh, little bit of metal, obviously. But it's like you know, you see him in his situation where he's just trying to go through life, and all of a sudden, one little rock changes everything. I, I, I love uh, Chris's first line in the series. Who are you? Not not surprise. Not like, oh, welcome. No, just like you? fucking serious. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I know you were going for uh, Isaac from yeah. the Division, the video game, and Isaac kind of has this really monotone voice with just inflections here and there to, to make bit, it, yeah. to break it up. But like the the absolute. <laughs> Fuck it, what is this now of yeah. those can, three words? You can almost picture like Paul's character appearing beside him and just have him being like, Who are you? Who are you? Like no, <laughs> no shock. Like people appear beside him all the time. And the funny like, thing is he looks like Alice Cooper. Right. Like the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the guy like Rafferty looks like Alice Cooper because that's all Damon's mind sees. Yeah. Um, how many celebrities does he appear as in this one episode? In this one episode, two. he was it two? I think two. Bob he Hope. comes Alice, in as Bob, Bob Hope, Hope and Alice Cooper. Bob Hope and Alice Cooper. Yeah. yeah. But well, like, trust I, me, and I think in the second second episode, he comes back as Reagan. So 
That's gonna be fun. I'm just really glad that I didn't have to try to imitate all these people. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's very lucky. Because when I read it, I was like, holy shit. You are lucky. I've only ever seen Alice Cooper talk normal in Wayne's World. Like, that's not enough for me to base a impression You are very lucky. You are very, very lucky. Because Danny was like, I really, want, I really want like all these impressions in here, and I really want to get somebody who's like really good at voice acting. I kind of want all of these guys to be acted out and in one aspect or another. That's not gonna work. Yeah, and, and I told him, Rich Little is dead. no. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm an impressionist, but I'm not no. that fucking good. And there's nobody I know that is that fucking good. No, I can't do, I can't do some of those voices. I can try. I mean, like, I, I do a lot of them, as you see, Brotherhood. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. but. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do. I, I couldn't do Alice Cooper or yeah. or Bob Hope. Yeah, because before Cooper. before we had recorded, I actually called up Dead Man and I was like freaking the fuck out. I was like, dude, I don't know if I can do all these impressions because because what was it? It was it was three hundred two, three hundred five, all of Fascination Street, all of that. That that was all my first day. Yeah, yeah. Right. like I so was freaking out. Nice. Been a lot of people through the ringer lately. <laughs> He's well, got it's a, it's a trust thing. He's got a lot of trust. Hey, I it's one of those. Oh, you want to fly? Yeah, he just kicks you out of the yeah. nest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sink or <swim>, fucker. <laughs> what did I do to Emily in the first time I started recording with her? See? Well, yeah, she played a, immediately. a and you psychopathic we're housewife. Yeah. We're about to put Max through the ringer too. Max Hunter, yeah. But like yeah. you know, just just the scene where. Where Damon comes in and he's talking to Rafferty, and the 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 cool thing that I, I wanted to talk I talked with Chris about before we even started was yeah. what type of tone we wanted to do for Rafferty. Yeah, and you we said it was like a, like a a couple different ideas, like fact based type thing. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, it, yeah, it yeah. didn't seem to work. So so he was like, well, let's try like a a, a teacher, like someone who does not have a preconceived notion of any type of like bias or anything like that, but someone who's willing to teach someone who's good to learn. Right. And that's what Rafferty became. Rafferty became the sort of teacher uh, influence for, for Damon. And I don't know if that was kismet, but Paul sort of took that tone without even, even meeting Chris and <laughs> ran it. I, mean, I guess it worked. <laughs> it worked. It worked. But the scene where uh, Rafferty's basically explaining to him the nexus, mm-hmm. I had chills running up and down my spine with the the the, the music, I that. Mm-hmm. that, the talking, and just him explaining like the cosmos as it is. Like, yeah. and it was like you could see that Rafferty was painting a literal picture of everything in front of him. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh wow, yeah. And then, and then he's sitting there and he's like, I just want to go home. And Rafferty's like, okay, go home. You can do that. Touch <laughs> yeah. that lamp post and you'll be. We're returned. not gonna. It's like no one's yeah. gonna believe you. Yeah. Go ahead, go home. Yeah, yeah that's that's the line go I for love. It, bitch. <laughs> yeah. That's that's another thing I love. I when I, when I was listening you'll be to back. this, <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to this in the final edit. Uh, I kept picturing Rafferty just like bringing up images. You know what I mean? Since they're literally in nothing. Yeah. I can yeah. bring it like just he will just bring up an image and then show Damon and then just dismiss it. Bring up another image, explain it, dismiss it. And then when when uh, uh, Damon's like, oh, I just want to go home. 
Fuck, go. You're not even supposed yeah. to fucking he be here. The images right. away. You're not, right. you're not, you're not, no one's going to believe you anyway. And he's I like, love yeah. that. I love yeah, that. Like, I kind of pictured Rafferty, like, I don't know, with Fascination Street, the way that it was just put together and everything, it was like I could see more of what was going on than, I mean, even Noxo. Like, Noxo is great as entertainment, but Fascination Street, I could visualize it so much easier. Right. Like, like, that was, that was uh, the I pictured. Purpose. I pictured Rafferty as like this really tall, slim dude, and just well, like you don't know what he um, looks like. Yeah, he always comes, but there is- <laughs> but he's always somebody else. Yeah, you know, oh my like god, that. though! But when when DJ came in on that episode, I was like, he's he's fucking scary. That was on the advice of uh, of, of Miguel. He said, "You want someone to play your bad guy? Let DJ do it." DJ's and got that I voice. Swear, man. he was oh. he was he was amazing. Like, because yeah. all I said to him when we first started was, "I need a bad guy who's very venomous, very calculating, very." And he, I was like, Randy Orton. Randy He's Orton. like, I got you. <laughs> I'm so proud of my brother, like in so many different ways. But like hearing him do this, and like hearing what. He was just able to fucking nail down. And I, and I mean that the most literal sense. It was nailed down. Mm-hmm. There was no goddamn doubt. Not in anyone's fucking mind that this guy's the bad guy. Yes. You know what I mean? This guy's guy. evil as fuck. <laughs> like, and I just loved the, it. The scene, just the scene, even the little scene before that, where he's basically realizing that he's technically not in his own world. Right. Yeah. And it, like hearing paul scream this is not my world like, like and just that. having just having that hit like the the audience to the yeah. point where they're like this is some grave shit yeah mm-hmm. something Damn. happened and then they they drugged him and then he woke up and bismarck's there and he's he's stuck he's literally strapped down because at this point they said he's a danger to himself mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Bismarck another season there, <laughs> you know, Bismarck season there just basically explains to him what, what, what he changed. And even then, he just ch- changed his timeline to minor, in a couple of minute fashions. Mm-hmm. So it's not even technically Damon's timeline anymore. Of course. No, not. it's Bismarck's timeline. It's his timeline. <laughs> He's fixed it to, to cause a, a nuclear holocaust. All while Damon is tied down and helpless. Basically. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the other the other being shows up. The other being. And we get this amazing and we get this amazing fight scene between Bismarck and this you know, this the secret uh uh savior, if you will. And you find out later on in the episode, it's Damon, it's Damon. but Caesar, yeah. that, he's, that yeah. he's, he's grown into the role of being a watchman. And he's attributed a lot of the, the new badassery to just, what is it, hundreds of years of practice? A thousand years <laughs> of practice. Yeah, you don't know because time is irrelevant for, for anyone there. And like he's sitting there fighting. And, you, and you, you, Paul, the cool thing I had to do with Paul was I was like, he recorded all of his lines at once. Mm-hmm. His season character lines and his normal character lines. Took his season it, stuff and tweaked it just a slight bit so it sounded you, a little deeper. I was going to say that. Deep. You can hear it. Yeah, you, can, you yeah. can hear it and it's cool. Like, there's inflections in Paul's voice that you can't get rid of. And you can you can hear it. And I I, I was going to say that. I love that. I love that you, you even, that. You even it out. Yeah, well, that was the whole... Cause 
it would sound a little confusing to the audience if I didn't do something. The fact that he was talking to himself in that fashion, I had to differentiate the seasoned version compared to the one we're doing here. And and in the later episodes of the season, I'm going to be able to not have to worry about that. Yeah, as the character wears on. Yeah, Yeah, because as the character wears on, it sort of does the same thing. But the idea, and what I said to him was... I, how hesitant and how wary of things that you are right now, this character is the exact opposite. He's confident. He's uh, assured of himself. He's very skilled at what he can do. And he's taken the role of a watchman very seriously. So he goes in, rescues Damon, gets him out of the hospital. And what's the first thing he tells him? Go back to Fascination Street. Yeah. Yeah. Go back to your home. Go back to the, go back to the uh, home. <laughs> well, well, he wants him to go back to the, the lamppost. Right. Yeah. Of all places. And he's yeah. like, okay. And then comes back to the next eternal. And what's the first thing? Raptor's like, told you. Welcome back. Welcome yeah. back. Welcome back, bitch. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? Yeah. <laughs> well now he believes it and then yeah. you ready to hear the rest of my story <laughs> you know <laughs> now that That's you're so paying cool. attention you shut your damn mouth because <laughs> well, yeah, then Rafferty does go into more exposition about what he's supposed to do and he's basically explained that he is a part of the universe's immune system right I like the way that was put yeah Mm-hmm. The red blood cell. He's a no. He's a white blood cell. A white, could be white blood cell. He's, right. he's fighting the infected. Get it right. Is, he's one where there used to be many. As long as we all know the mitochondria are the powerhouse of the cell, we're good to go. Of the cell. Oh, yep, we don't need to know how to file taxes or anything. I like you, Chris. Yeah. They won. In this case, they're apparently dying down. Got me. So, so overall, um, especially the end of the episode where he's like, "I have my work cut out for me." Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say I would say that this was an amazing start to the series. What would how does yes. everyone else feel? Absolutely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, especially like you had said with Damon talking to Damon, right? Mm-hmm. When you hear that, you're like, why, if it's him, why does he sound so different? And then you start thinking, you know, there's a lot of character growth I could get to be a part of as long as we listen yeah. to this series. Like, yep. Yeah. And there's a yeah. there, especially especially character growth interacting with other characters mm-hmm. like especially at the end when he's like tell carrie i love her and yeah. then leaves you know yeah. that there's a little just by his voice you can tell that there has been something that has happened to him in regards to her right that's changed his life forever yeah and that- i really can't wait until we're at the end of this series and we get to talk about all the crazy shit that happened in season one. Because <laughs> I helped write so much of this. Uh, because Danny had... Danny, this, this is the only series I can honestly say that Danny had a, a wonderful talent of writing himself into a corner. <laughs> for, for some part, yeah. When your mind goes at that rate. Yes. Uh-huh. I had a couple instances where I literally wrote myself into a corner. I was like, how do I get the fuck out of this? And then we you gotta call Dead Man. I have uh, Miguel and I have Mac basically on my speed dial. Of, and, uh, you know, my our writer's room 
yeah, yeah. Like, chat. Messenger. I'm like, hey, uh, I got some problems. I need to. I'm trapped in this corner. <laughs> I've had a, well, I, the other thing is like I've had also a couple of instances where I, I've reached out to other actors and been like, where do you see your character going? <laughs> and they're like, you want to do that? That's creative control, though. Yeah, I mean, like the idea is like giving creative, but like I've had some, like I've had some really good talks. Um, with uh, with Stacy, my sister, in regards to Gladys, um, and then you know, especially you know, talks with Miguel about how uh, Juice and how he goes, Juice. even even Ricardo, like because Ricardo has become this weird fan favorite, and it's the weirdest <laughs> thing too, because like it's Ricardo and Frank of all people, right? Frank. The asshole badger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who, by the way, we'll find out in a bit. Okay, so how how'd you how'd you like it? You're perfectly uh, capturing the uh, feel of the '80s, and that's yes. I was I was telling him this I was earlier. Say that too. That's a perfect um, jet stream to uh, latch onto right now, thanks to Stranger Things. Right. Right. There, there's an, a slight '80s revival going on. Right now, I uh, I said in a previous interview, I don't know if it was on VT on VT Network or not, but I said that this was sort of my love note to the to 80s, the 80s, yes, mm-hmm. um, yeah. the series especially. That doesn't mean that I don't use other like music from other time eras because Which, I have yeah. to make it sound. No, but that reminds me, I have to hear this uh, metal version of um, it was it Aha you were talking about. Oh, you'll hear that next uh, season. I mean, next episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Especially, especially when uh, he goes and tries to rescue Carrie, which is yes, gonna be fun. Um, I'm not going to go any further than that no. because then I will ruin it for people, and I don't want to do that. Well, I mean, we're 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 gonna. This comes out at the end of uh, the end of the month. Yeah, so that way, the next week. Yep. The literal next episode, folks. You get a little bit of a preview for you right there. Yeah, we're, we now introduce Carrie. Even though, uh, yeah. even though you weren't necessarily in the episode, what'd you think? I loved it. I loved it. I for the same reasons. I it was an excellent nod back to the eighties. I was gonna say I loved the music. Like the story had me anyway. I told you that when I read the scripts. Like I was already there for the story. And then the soundtrack just like I'm in there. I was eating lunch listening to it and I'm listening to it and during the fight scene. I catch myself like I was debating what's going I, on. <laughs> <laughs> I was debating what song to put there, and I was like, "It's got to be holding out for a hero." Yeah, yeah it be. was awesome. Because like awesome. the whole idea, because like I was bouncing in my head, and I was even thinking about using like some of our royalty-free music that we have, and I'm like, "I got something. I have to have something with oomph to it." I knew you were going to use that at some. Point and I was like, somewhere. "Holding out for a hero," and I, then him fighting. Like you can see yeah. it in your head that big giant fight between uh, Bismarck and Damon, and you're sitting there like they're doing this for hundreds, thousands of years. Yeah. And they're still fighting each other. I heard that song today at work and I was thinking, that, and then you reminded me now, and I was thinking, he's got to use that at some point. Mm-hmm. If he hadn't already. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then just using Fascination Street's initial music from The yeah. Cure, and even in passing, like- using the Madonna stuff because... Because of the what scene. girl, because was- what girl yeah. in 1988 wasn't was listening, listening to Madonna? Madonna. Right. right. I was. Yeah. So. Men were listening to Madonna. <laughs> right. 
So yeah. it's like, you know, I mean, I, I still listen to Madonna <laughs> now. She's in my playlist. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I just turned it off to start. Yeah, this. sometimes right. you're feeling yourself and you're just getting ready in the morning and you you're listening to, to Vogue. Girl. Like, oh, come on. Oh, there you go. Took me on the hairspray. Yeah. God knows I had that feeling when I was, because my sister, Stacy will admit this wholeheartedly. She because they used to have what we call the Baltimore puff, and that's probably uh-huh. went everywhere around. But with distinctive, there's like huge, like thing, yeah. and then bulletproof hair. hair. Bull, yeah, we used to call it bulletproof hair right. because he would use tons <laughs> of Aquanet and 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 other type of like hair products. Well, we also had Rave, which was another one. Oh God, but it was cheaper that. than Aquanet. Yes, but oh. might have been bulletproof. But be careful playing with sparklers. Oh yeah, found out, a couple kids in our neighborhood found out that the hard way. <laughs> but yeah. um, especially but during Fourth yeah. of July, right? Yeah. So but, no, I um, loved, I loved how all this was put together, all the music and everything. Going into it, having already seen Miguel's artwork and all that stuff too on everything, like it fun. just, it's great. And like you're saying too, it's such a great first episode because there are so many. There were so many things that were in the episode. There's so many things that you're obviously not going to have answers to because it's only the first episode. And so, like, if I had no idea, I mean, I know what's coming up in the rest of the story, and I still want to hear it. If you don't right. know what's coming up, you absolutely <laughs> want to know mm-hmm. what the heck is going on. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is the most I've heard Paul do the, hit, do one of these characters. Like, I've heard him on his podcast and, and the other things like that. And so, like, I don't know if it's just because... Paul's my friend, but there's like a there's like a, a comfort for me listening to Paul. And so some of his scenes, like his reactions to stuff, like when he's he's being protected by his future self while his future self is fighting and he's doing his whole like fucking Bruce Lee shit, you know, or whatever. <laughs> In my head, I'm picturing like Jason Lee from Mall Rats. And it's like my like it's awesome. Like there's this this awe but also this just like casual enjoyment of what's going on you know and so like i i loved everybody i will i will say that his his act for the dramatic has definitely came out Mm -hmm. Uh, because mostly i'm used to him hearing his his funny side and even Mm -hmm. for ollie he's positive and he's you know but like damon like the first huge thing he says you know hey watch it like he's pissed because the yeah. person they're they're screwing around with them i'm like wow that's some angry shit right there <laughs> they'll get into more of it later on but like yeah i love that he's he's extending out the dramatic chops right so, that, that he doesn't normally do um via uh, uh improv right and, I, I think it'll be good because a lot of people have heard paul's stuff and so it will be really cool for them to recognize that but to recognize like you to be like okay this is a this is a Paul I've never heard before and it's yeah it's really cool i like yeah. that and you guys already kind of hit on a lot of the stuff that i liked about Rafferty but i i do like how serious and monotone's not the right word but like you know it, it's very kind of centralized like is a better word he almost seems like you said like he kind of doesn't give a shit but when he's giving that whole big description of everything when he's explaining all that he still sounds the same but he does it, that stuff. He does give a shit about, and yeah. you, I, you, you have a way of delivering both of those things, Chris. But it, it's perfect because you're, you know, indifferent when you need to be, but when you're explaining the shit that's important, you as a listener know that it's important. 
So, thank well you. Right. <laughs> like I said, it's all all of Fascination Street was recorded on my very first day ever voice acting. So, yeah, hopefully it stays good. <laughs> talk, talk about talk about insanity. He played Skull and Rafferty in the same day. Same day, really? Well, I played. I think what's even more fun is I played Rafferty and then Flaming Homosexual Flaming, Woman too. Right. <laughs> oh, and Butch Lesbian on the same day. So. <laughs> So that was fun. Oh my god, it was great. What uh, so what, yeah, what did you think of the episode, Chris? He was oh, like, "I'll man. try anything." I'm like, "Okay, I need voices for this, 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 and this." Man, I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. No, I I liked the episode. I liked how like there was just little pockets of like '80s music nostalgia in there. In like, yeah, it really honestly for me, right? Like, I could listen to music more than i could watch tv or play video i could literally just sit in my room and listen to music even now mm-hmm. so like that actually helped for me a lot with like the immersion in the story because it kind of made it feel a little more real you know because like when you watch movies and stuff and they're like oh it's the most gritty realistic movie you've ever seen i'm like nobody's listening to music exactly. not a single soul has a pair of headphones on you know nothing is playing on the radios anywhere yeah. like the it just makes it feel more real when you have actual yeah. human music. You right. know? When you're using music to influence an emotion. And yeah. To and to drive, help drive a story. Yeah, because I could, I could totally picture Damon's annoying little sister in there with her bubblegum pop. Just like, oh, <laughs> this is what I saw in Teen Beat. This is how I'm going to look. You yeah. know, like, God, I just, I just have to piss. Move. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh yeah it was i don't think yeah. that I, I don't think a lot of the scenes would be the same if there wasn't music in it you know well the yeah, idea absolutely. was to try and make it as realistic like i don't uh, for this series especially um and then you got the, the jocks the doing like the wrestling Connor. moves and shit yeah. like that's 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 with some real life shit yeah, yeah with the voices the wrestlers and stuff too yeah, yeah. i yeah. think it's gonna go down mcmahon i was like that's pretty good that's pretty good well that's the whole thing like i i literally was like okay i want this to happen before his before his graduation Mm-hmm. Everything right. is supposed to be happening in his life, and that would have been that would have been eighty six, eighty six, no, eighty eight. It was eighty eight, March of eighty eight, mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah, and that, so it's basically like the Power Rangers idea, but with just Damon, mm-hmm. and they're all from different times and places anyway, so it kind of works. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, it works in that in that regard. Um, what did you think, Miguel? Considering the writing that I helped do on this, and considering what I know, of what's to come. I absolutely you can't be biased about this. No, no, no. Give me a chance. I hate you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. Everything you guys said, I... disagree. Those are clicks absolutely... on my keyboard I'll never get back. <laughs> Those are taps on my screen that are never coming back to me. But I absolutely love the, the scope in which we're looking at all of this. And this is what I mean. There is so much shit going on and so much heavy gravitational pull shit happening. There is Bismarck. There is the Watchmen. There's there the is Nexus Eternal. 
And you know, all of all of this is uh, nice. Bill Murray, baby. There's so much gravity and so many points of gravity all pulling in different directions. And we walked in with Damon, right? We have no fucking yeah. clue what any of these gravity points mean. We have no idea where these lines on this graph go, how they intersect, why they intersect, or even for the purpose of fucking existing. You know what I mean? Like, like, like we're, we're looking at this great big map that has only been filled in this much. And so I'm loving this perspective that as we're going to move forward with this story... We have so many things set that have yet to be explored. We have Bismarck. Bismarck is an evil fuck, and I love, <laughs> and I'm so proud of, of Jesse for doing that. 14th uh, century guy, they, they just pick, they picked him out. And that's they, what he hey, is. We need you to be a watchman, and he betrayed the order. Yeah. Classic, uh, classic trope. I, I took a little bit of inspiration from Sinestro in that, uh, in that regard. I didn't see that. But other than that, a lot of that was... DJ just just hammering it, yeah. yeah. And he's fantastic. And I you know, yeah. when I for the, the little video teaser that I did. That was cool too, I, by the way. Very cool. Yeah, the there. teaser was awesome. So I gotta I got I'll get to that in a minute. But when I said in that teaser that welcome to the linchpin of the Dark Charm universe, I are. meant it. Because everything is ta- attached. To some, in some certain way, to the to the Fascination Street lore, yep. and you get some of the cosmology behind our universe, everything, in regards yeah, to this, and all of it is just Damon taking little steps, going up around and over, and and then Carrie coming in and helping him figure things out, and then eventually you're big, you're gonna get this big picture, opening up of how deep the universe actually is. It, it ties into a number of things, including. Detonation Boulevard, as we will find out when we get to that series. Yeah, Yeah. but but just the the gravity, literally the gravity of everything in this first episode, while while having so much fun, while feeding that nostalgia love for the 80s, and, you know, like, I'm very honored that my artwork made it to the publication. Oh, my God, that was great. uh, I'll get into that in a minute, but, like, just, we're back to referencing the, uh, the video. I had a copyright ding. Yep. When I put it up, and I t- and I the day I uh, put it up, I went to Miguel. I was like, "Damn, I got a limited copyright thing." So I started listening to it, and I'm like, "There's nothing omitted. What's what's going on?" Like, because at first I thought, "Okay, the song. They're gonna right. ding it for me." Right. Yeah. Not the song. That they didn't get dinged. Ding. They dinged the VCR going into the oh, uh, VCR. Right. Uh, the VCR tape going right. into the VCR. Yeah, it's a copyright yeah, from Fox Industries. Little part and everything else is fine. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> but uh, crazy. wasn't RCA using that or something? I don't know. I, Fox. I it was Fox. Fox. Somebody like Fox, Fox which is owned by Disney, who's going to get their money? Which, uh, <laughs> but it's, yep. it, 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 I don't know why it was dinged, but uh, I'm glad that it was just that little part and not the entire song. Yeah. Yeah. The, so, the artwork um, that we oh, worked yeah. on. That that uh, me and uh, well, actually, mostly it was just Miguel, but we had, <laughs> we had some inspirations for some stuff. And I had this idea because he originally came up with something, I was like, it's a little off, but then he like modified it. And he said, he said he talked to Emily about uh, about one bit of piece, and, yeah. and it was uh, it came out beautiful. And I was like, I gotta use this, 
Um, and then the other idea I had in my head, and I've always had this album stuck in my head. Because um, it's a good eyes. album. It's called Private Eyes by, uh, <laughs> by Hall and Oates. And the idea was I want to do a homage to that album, but instead of Hall and Oates, I want Carrie and Damon. And singing? No, they're not they're singing. singing. <laughs> it's just and, and, just um, half and half shadows. That would be pretty and, awesome, though. I'm for it. Make, and and Miguel was like, I got you, fam. <laughs> Miguel's yeah. like, I got you, fam. And he just comes in and just puts his thing up. And I'm like, ooh, that's really good. I did see that. There, yeah. We kind of had to shift a bit of the uh, the, the female. But like, Carrie's was amazing. It was great. But for some reason, it just looked a little off on Damon. So yeah. we switched. We switched perspectives, and had a different version of, of of the model, and it was perfect. I was like, "Oh my god, this is gonna be great!" So I, I put <laughs> the um, at first I put uh, a pink, uh, like a hot pink lettering on the top where it said, "You know, Dark Charms Fascination Street," but the pink seems off, and he's like, "We we emphasize blue." Yeah. Everywhere in this, it, put it in baby blue, and that's what I did. I put uh, I put the, the fascination street uh, tint uh, in something uh, in a, a font that I found called Nervous, which is a <laughs> huge thing. Uh, it was a huge thing in uh, Microsoft Word because I have a bunch of extra fonts that I use on a regular basis. We put that on there, and we uploaded it, and like we got a lot of positive uh, uh, feedback on all the artwork. Um, absolutely fantastic. Like for some, I wouldn't say for some reason because I know the reason. It's like we really worked hard on this episode finally coming out, yeah, we and did. we, you know, the big the big thing was we wanted people to know about it. So we were like, uh, two weeks beforehand, just flooding social medias with it. Yeah, we social would, media, especially the Dark Charm page. With anything we could possibly think of in regards to Fascination Street, and then when we finally got the video done, that, that people were like, "I didn't know you were at this level of editing, dude." And I'm like, "They're Me sleeping either. on you, Danny. They're sleeping <laughs> on <we> you." <laughs> A lot of people think that yeah. they were sleeping on me. Yeah, for those of well, they for those of you are gonna fucking now, know now. Yeah, yeah. For those <laughs> of you listening now. now. You're in for a fucking ride when it yeah. comes yeah. to Fascination Street, and I in can't wait. Ride. Because uh, some of the characters that I play cross over, and that's going to yes. be, uh-huh. I still think that the the the, the line that you, that we kept for that one scene, and you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I don't know why, it just it's so perfect, and I can't wait for it to come out. But um, especially I just, the one character that we won't we won't refer to that isn't a part of another thing. Yeah. That people were surprised that would be surprised you're coming back as. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I guess we should close the chapter on that and move on. Let's move on. <laughs> so, people. Juice, he Juice. is back. Smoking oh, mirrors. Oh my god! So you get to see for this episode a day in the life of Juice and Lake. And. Yep. Poor Henry and is along for adorable. a ride. <laughs> They're adorable. They're adorable. They're adorable. Yeah. I love it. Remember, baby, then is at seven. <laughs> like, oh. oh my god! And like, yeah, so... I'm sorry. I can picture it. I love the little like the playful ass pat. I like the the little <laughs> 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 as I was saying earlier. 
if you're not in love with Leif already, this is the episode that'll oh do God, it. <laughs> so the scene starts off with, you know, Henry and, and Anna having their baby boy. Yeah, welcoming and Abraham into the world. Bringing young Abraham into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, they're getting all kinds of presents and things like that. And all, lo and behold, a Samsonite briefcase comes up and it's full of money from Juice and Leif. Yep. And it's full of money. And a uh, a letter from any from any college that Abraham would ever want to go to. Mm-hmm. Now that's a lot of power. Immediately, Henry is hesitant. Like, I don't know. This <laughs> it's kind of awesome. Like it's it's like a very husband moment. Like all magic aside, it's a very husband moment of like, okay, what. What is this before I show this to my wife? Like, what, <laughs> yeah. what could go wrong before I show everything her? went wrong? <laughs> yeah. what, what, did he, what did he stick in this motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or I guess you could say, like, a wife, too. Everyone jokes about wives and their Amazon packages, you know, stuff like that. Like, okay, what did I fucking order? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, when he finally brings it to Anna's attention, Anna's like, Oh, is this from the Grand Dragon? And he's like, no. No. Jason <laughs> Leaf. Bigger. <laughs> Bigger. And I, I I loved and I remember writing this episode because this is the one that where Danny kinda took the back seat on writing on on this one. For this one, yes. And uh I remember writing this episode and I and I was like, I, I, I want them to be I want them to be so fucking 50s. I want them to be like so upbeat and you know, oh, everything's beautiful. We just had a sun and everything, all the gifts are pouring in. But you mentioned <laughs> juice and leave. And like, the, I, the, I remember the fucking line the light in her smile drained. Yes. Right, right. The light in her smile, her drained. smile drained. Because yeah. she's still being the 50s housewife of smiling and like, oh. But that's where the needle scratches the record. <laughs> <laughs> And, oh, that's great. That's um, great. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I just, um, I, I really wanted this moment, and, and I did. I wanted this really tender moment between, uh, between Henry and, and Anna, and I wanted this to be uh, a very, like, a very intimate episode, right? Like, like overall, I wanted you, like, the audience, to have. A glimpse into the life of something that is so far portrayed in other in other stories, such as Noxo. You know, every time they order, they, they mention the fucking Oro Vitalis. Somebody has a chill up their spine and kind of shits themselves a little bit. Yeah. But here, it's like, well, this this is the, the capo and the scion of spells, and they're just oh, we lost Emily. We'll shoot her back. Emily, uh, Emily, her and her, uh, she better come back. That's what I'm talking about. And uh, I, I wanted this. I wanted this to be that. You know what I mean. I wanted this to be like, well, beyond the horrific things that they've done, they're so fucking normal, right? Mm-hmm. And that's and that's the thing near the end of it. That's why I love the scene near the end of it where Leif kicks ass literally. Yeah. And, and Juice is know, like, "Remember, baby, dinner's at seven. <laughs> just like Juice would do, and then comes back, and the two of them are are." Kissing and congratulating each other, and you're like psycho, but restrained. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but the psycho part, though, oh, that well, that fucking well, oh, that line. Not by we'll, you. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll, <laughs> we'll get, get to that in a minute. But so oh. so he now starts to really kick the tires in about researching. Yeah, juice. 
I am so disappointed in, in Jesse in this one because I literally told him the pronunciation is not Beetlejuice. It's Beetlegeist. Beetlegeist, it's, right. It's not Beetle. It's Beetlegeist. It's Beetlegeist. And uh, I guess he forgot between me telling him and recording. So I was like, <laughs> God damn it, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, I know. When we were listening to it in the truck, you were just like, it's not. Oh. <laughs> so no, Michael, like, it's not about the repair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I... I I remember I, I chose I chose and that that, that was a that was a real poem uh, from uh, really ancient texts like that predate the Quran and the Bible and stuff, and it is about the ancient ley lines and so forth. Matras Beetlegeist, Beetlegeist being the hand of the chosen one. We will discover more about uh, a little bit later on to the series, but like for for what's happening in the Dark Charm universe, we have this just fucking pebble that's just been dropped in the middle of everything that is juice life and henry and so he's like ah i know the difference between research and confirmation bias i'm just gonna stop now i need to not you know what i mean poison my poison the well with what i want to think versus what is so i also loved i also like that that aspect and where where uh, where danny and i took henry's character in that as in, in in that in that scene and uh, <laughs> I remember sending the script to DJ, to Jesse, and uh, about the breakfast. I, I wanted the breakfast thing to happen, right? Like, yeah. Like, damn, he knows what my favorite breakfast. Damn, he knows my favorite breakfast. <laughs> and I, I, I remember sending the, I remember sending the script to Jesse, and he goes, "Fuck, surprised! I would have been paranoid as shit. How does this motherfucker know this?" Yeah, my favorite breakfast. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, you're kind of a '50s." You're an you know open I, mean? I hate to tell yeah. you, there, uh, Henry. <laughs> so, so uh, I really, I really like that. And then, of course, uh, you know, them taking the the limo, or you know, because uh, <laughs> like his leaf would not be caught dead. He's like, I'm not going to be caught dead in your car. Right. <laughs> so he needs. A, so he needs what was it? A wet towel? Matt? No, no, a no. Warm, a moist towel. Moist towel. Warm, moist towel. So. Max, when he heard that line, he busted out laughing. Oh like, <laughs> he's like, I would be caught dead in your car. He's like, <laughs> like I said, more reason to love life. I know. And, like, and, like, and I had to like, I had to really, I wanted to ham it up for that scene. Like, you've never had a moist towel on your face? Everybody who's ever been to sport clips, that is amazing. Because they do that. They put a nice hot, warm towel on your face to open up your pores. My favorite is when you go like in the middle of the summer. Usually it's July. Yeah, they they put put the hot towel on and then they wash your hair. Then they put the cool towel on. (laughs) I I don't cut my hair very often. So, Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, like, and then, you know, you get, once they finally got into the car, you get to see what Juice and Life do, aside from beating the living crap out of people. Yeah, they're coming. Like you, you find you know they have their hands in a lot of the, a lot of fingers in a lot of different pies in regards to New Orleans. Right. And I, 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 I love the the power aspect, literally the power aspect, because the, we we've heard in the last couple of episodes like how powerful Juice is and how how he's moving things and how how is he doing this uh, with uh, with the knowledge that he has. But now that we see the very first token, the, literally the first token of how powerful and influential Juice is, is money and an acceptance letter for any fucking college, any college that he wants any to go college. to. 
You know how many colleges are in the United States alone? Alone. And so like, alone. that's the first. Which means all around the world. If you wanted to go to like Oxford. Cambridge. Cambridge. India. It's 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 done. Abu it's Dhabi. Done. So this, that's the very first token. We we get to see just how powerful these two are. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so uh, you, you cut the scene where he's listing with the, the, the itinerary for the day. And I was kind of sad about that. But I was like, eh, I guess uh, I guess I could see it not being him. But I don't know. I was I was a little disappointed for that. Um, but but yeah, just, uh, that got, that actually got messed messed up in pro, pro, uh, post production. I had to cut it out. Oh, okay. Um, but so just just hearing them, you know what I mean? And then the, the description of so begins the whirlwind that is Robert Juice Meadows. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's captains and cops and officials and there's there's their mayor waiting, literally waiting for Juice to show up, not the other way around. Yeah. So now yeah. that that is the second token we get to see. You know what I mean? Like we get to see that literally the mayor is waiting for Juice, not the other way around. No. He <laughs> set up an entire dinner. For Juice's arrival, <laughs> yeah, and Juice, uh, Leif, and Henry—they got they—they they basically had a whole entire banquet set up. Yeah, and I—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm loving just just like we're we're finally as 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 an audience seeing this influence, seeing this power. You know what I mean? Even even the even Max line as, as a narrator saying that uh, he was wondering how the fuck did these people end up in their last rope in the pocket of juice and leaf like what what drove them to this and that is and you know uh henry asked a question and they kind of go into it you know they kind of go into wow fucking hundred thousand dollars for tires on a you know a couple of police cars that's fine fucking for the whole police force (laughs) fucking absurd but like just yeah a million dollars for pensions pensions and retirement yeah not gonna fucking happen and because the unions are breathing down their neck to get that stuff done they don't care about where the money comes from as long as it's just there and so so we 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 get to see all of this power and I, and, I, and i'm really proud of this episode i really really am because i do uh, like likewise from uh, this was production wise this was yes. some of the best stuff that that's been done yeah and definitely i agree i agree because we had the we had the the function we had the music we had uh, just the, the background noise the car going everything that was just laying the scene out for this very uh very very chapterish you know what i mean episode of the of this juice series and i i'm very proud of how it came out i'm mm-hmm. so fucking proud of like 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 dan for uh, uh mac for setting the mood first of all like yeah, well, I, I gotta give you like props for that because you 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 gave this episode unlike you give most other episodes. Most other episodes, you're you are a part of it. Like as the narrator, like your right. voice usually integrates with the story. This one, I don't know why, but this particular one, you were just kind of like at the podium reading the fucking the, the, <laughs> reading yeah, the, the, the <laughs> <laughs> reading the dossier of what's going to happen with this shit. And so yeah, uh, there's also Mac. <laughs> Well, the cool thing, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like the cool thing, especially the the interaction between the uh, the other uh, cape of spells that comes in and she sees Juice and Leif and they're like the hand, the child, you're not supposed to be here. (laughs) Yeah. And and he goes off and tries to do something dumb. But here we are. Poisoning, poisoning Juice, but uh, the hand of the child. Yeah. And uh, I, I. 
I, I loved I loved I loved how that played out in in the audio. You know what I mean? Because on 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 screen when when I wrote it, I was like, oh God, I I could punch it up with something, but I really don't want to. You know what I mean? I want this. No, to be... that's that's for something that for me to hit, that I took care of in um in uh, production. Yeah. Because all I did was I added a couple different like I added acid burning. I added uh, right. What was another thing that I added? I think I added bacon cooking on the stove for the sizzle effect. Uh-huh. But like a lot of different like sci-fi uh, extra stuff I just threw in there to make it feel as though she's weaving this magical net to just try and do something. And, and it lay, just rots I mean, and falls and, off. And him. Juice is just laughing Rawr. it off like it's nothing. You even took one of my growls from another episode we did right. and put I it right in there. And I was like, I don't remember recording that. Uh, <laughs> I'm a bit I'm a bit uh, sneaky like that. Sneaky sneaky. I'm sneaky sneaky. Oh yeah, up. no, it's definitely building like how juice and leaf you have to be careful with them. Once your name is associated to them, you are their property to do with as they please. And so it definitely, like, starting from the beginning, the, the briefcase full of money with the acceptance letter to any college, like, yeah, and it, it just all adds up. And, uh, yeah, it kind of kind of helps to build, like, I wouldn't say so much a fear, but more of, like, a, a weariness, you know? Yeah, it's like, maybe they're not just, like, magical homos. They've got more <laughs> power than that, you know? <laughs> and you get to find, especially in this episode, you get to see how much Leaf lets her rip. So yeah. to speak, oh, yeah. in this one, because mm-hmm. he's finally got the ability. Like you've seen a little bit of what he could do in Cat and Mouse, right? Yes. Or was that yeah. right. Yin and Yang? No, it was Cat and no, Mouse. Cat and Mouse. Cat and Mouse. You've seen a little bit of what he could do in the first iteration of the of the Juice Saga, so to speak. And then you get to see you were nowhere even close to the type <laughs> of power. Yeah, it kind of turns into one of those bitch you thought. Bitch you like, thought. <laughs> so, uh, so we're, we're, this we're isn't on the, even my final form. Yeah, so we're we're on the we're on the steps of the mayor's mansion, uh, Emily. What, what what have you what have you what did you think of the episode like to this point, like the capo throwing the the poison net at him and everything? I just I I like you you kind of touched on it a little bit, but like I really I, I told you I already think that their their dynamic as a couple is adorable, but I love like the underlying just. I guess you could almost call it like a just a carefree confidence in all of it. So, you know, it you don't see as much of it at that moment as you do after the big like right before the big fight when, you know, life's like, nah, I got this, you know, or whatever. <laughs> or when it's all done and they're basically like, you know, it's it's almost like one of those things like you just saw your spouse do something super awesome and hot and you're like, oh, or whatever you fall in love all over it's again like, it's like the the the, 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 the a quarterback and a cheerleader yeah, right? yeah. it's literally what it was like yeah it really was and so i i like that there is there you already knew before this that there is a lot more to them is it you know kind of i, I like that they're not just magical homos that's an excellent <laughs> that's another t-shirt we need made not just magical homos. I gotta, yeah <laughs> that would be a good shirt yeah and so you already kind of know there's more to them than that. And, but again, like 
with we were talking about how with the first episode of Fascination Street, you already have so much more that you know you have to find out. And so you, as the listener, are in the car almost as Henry. You don't know exactly what's going on. You don't know what's going to come next. And then, you know, once that's all over, he had he's like, I, you know, he has this notion that they might not be, you know, just human or whatever. And so like you as the, the listener, you're right. You're right there. You don't know what's coming next either. And so I really like. So uh, then we get to the dinner, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, more bureaucracy. I must say, like, I, 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 I like I like what you did with the modulation. I just think it was a little bit too deep because he has so many lines. I th- we, we, if we could turn that down before it comes out so we could clear up this well, dialogue that's just a little it. bit. He, he, uh, his voice was kind of the same as it was when I recorded him for another something else, and I couldn't. That's, that's I, fine. I couldn't. Like, <laughs> I had to have him sound sort of like how he sounded for something else because yeah. it's the same character. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a... Uh, yeah. Some of the some of the lines get a little muddied, and it's kind of important yeah. for that. So, but that's that's what that was my only critique on the audio side of it. But I, I do love how much bureaucracy there is. You know, he's just telling him, "Oh yeah, we're going to elect a governor and a lieutenant governor," but it's all fucking it's all fucking you know smoke and mirrors. It's all bullshit. Well, yeah, you know? and then, then yeah. they start talking about how Devereaux is right. such a big thorn in their side, and eventually, what's going to happen is you're going to see why. Huh. Brayden Devereux's division is such a bad thing for, for the Order Vitalis in New Orleans because doing Branded by Blood as a series coming out, and it's literally setting the events two years earlier than everything that's going on. So you can see what happened and how Pastali became the uh, Grand Dragon, how Juice eventually gets into power, how, uh, you know, Henry is doing his thing and realizes what's going on. Like, all that's going to be beefed up to the point where eventually you're going to get to modern times where you have uh, Sergeant Detective Braden Devereaux finally meeting Joshua Chambers. Right. Or, yeah. you know, doing up with like all this other stuff because everything starts to be. Once you start to like peel off like the naked lady from the uh, the major league, right. where you peel off of yeah. the section. Yeah. Every time we win, in essence, that's sort of what happens with this, with our universe. You see a bit more. Whereas Fascination Street sort of gives you that like flashlight. This is like peeling a piece here, peeling a piece there until you start to see the, the whole picture. And... So- utilizing that analogy what would you define as the, i mean the choice parts of that that you want what's the what's the boobs in the bush of that analogy what's, what's, once what's that's all peeled away i think it's really nice. going to be the end I, I, honest to god i think it's going to be the last episode of fascination street yeah the grand climax the grand climax to start the big stuff i i, I think i think between fire and ice and the last episode of Fascination Street, there are going to be nuclear bombs set off in the Dark Charm universe. Yes. Fire and I, like, I, I'm just, I, I can't wait to get to that because it's just so <laughs> fucking important. I really like that episode, yeah. It's mm-hmm. so massive and it's so dark and it gets so fucked. And I'm just like, ah, oh, God damn it. But I love but, the weird positivity that comes from Juice whenever something goes his right. way. <laughs> oh, and, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll pay for food. I'll My treat, man. Yeah. 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 I love 
I love the uh, lines that he has when he was like, oh, people mistake me as a villain from superhero movies all the time. No big deal. I get hired to go to cons just to walk around. Like, what a job. I love that. That'll never be me, but I would love that. (laughs) And uh, I kind of of wanted that to be in there because we've already described him twice in this series as like superhero status of, you know, stature. Yeah. So, like, I, I kind of wanted that line to be in there. Like, like, I get paid a lot of money to just show up to cons, walk around, get mistaken for villain all the time. Fucking wackos, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, where's that? Shows off his charisma. <laughs> yeah. His charisma, you know, shows off how charismatic he is. <laughs> and yeah, and you know this big, beautiful, smiling dude, and his 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 gay lover who's just as beautiful. You know, you got Henry and Toad. It's like, how the fuck can I think anything ill of these people? You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially in the outside, especially like, well, being like outside, a, an yeah. official. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they're so fucking wholesome. Look at them. <laughs> and uh, I I love the touch of like when it's all over and she runs away. There's a whooshing sound effect. Right, and uh, they go they go into the mansion, and Henry's looking for for Leaf, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And Leaf comes Leaf out of the bathroom, just care of the problem, washing his hands, and just smiles warmly at him. And like, <laughs> I, 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 I I just love it. I love I love so much of this episode, and I'm so proud of it because uh, uh, usually usually when it when it comes to writing, it come it ends up being like eighty percent me, twenty percent Danny, and then for like a lot of the sound, it's like 80% Danny, 20% me. But this time it was like 95% me, 5% Danny in the writing. So uh, I'm really, really proud of this episode because not, not because Danny was so little involved, but because he saw what I wrote and was like, (laughs) I don't need to change shit. There was no need for changing anything, but there's some, there's, there's some stuff I added, like the whole scene at the end with Pastale. That was me. Yeah. Adding that Mm -hmm. in. Because I really wanted to throw a little bit of a, uh, a foreshadowing, so to speak. Just like you're like, wait a minute. So Leaf went in, zoomed in, took care of this lady, and then disappeared. What happened after that? So I was like, I got this. So at the end, when Pastali's with his girls, right. they're all getting out of the hot tub. They're all buck naked. They're all having their fun. <laughs> and he sees body. this dead body hanging from the rafters right in front of him, stabbed, <laughs> uh, stabbed with a, uh, a hair a note. Yeah, uh, hairpin. Stabbed with a hairpin with a note. Right. Uh, that literally quotes the Bible of all things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because Juicy and Lee think it's a joke. Uh, but they think let's... it's a joke. There's there's also there's also a line in here there's also a couple of lines in here that also retained uh, to Fascination Street, mm-hmm. and that is something that is going to be uh, coming up very much later. But uh, you know when uh, when Henry's even concerned for his friends, he's like, "Was it what uh, was what uh, Audrey said?" And he was like, oh, "What? Nah, nah, be called worse than that. Come on." And then. Yeah. Uh, Leaf is like, oh, remember that place in Florida? And oh, the bird cage. I, yeah, the bird cage. Right? I had to do it. I had to do it. I had to reference the bird cage. And what uh, happened to that place? Oh, you know, bullets and Molotov cocktails. Molotov cocktails through the window, bullets through the front door. And the, the, the sullen, the sullen mood that they said, you know, when they were explaining that. Yeah. Tales in comparison to everything else that happened. Right. Yeah. 
And so let's let's just get to the big fight scene. The the yep. the, the the huge fight scene between where where the smoke and mirrors aspect of this episode comes in, where uh, the the formal declaration of combat, you know. Uh, Juice just being worked up. He's like, ah, oh, motherfucker. Jesus Christ, was some dynamite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, before we get into that, like, I have to paint a little bit of a picture in regards to the, the two brothers. Yeah, oh, yeah, Malachi. Marco and, um, Marco and Malachi. So I went to Chris, I was like, hey, man, we need, I want to, I want to, they're, they're Cuban. We need a little something. So he started digging into his Desi Arnaz. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Is that what that was? I really can't. Yeah. Yeah. It just wasn't was familiar. Desi Arnaz. And I was like, hey, <laughs> hey man, what the fuck do you think they're doing? <laughs> like, I really started getting into, like, he's coming in for you, Jules. <laughs> <laughs> Godfather. Right. Yeah, well, because when you had said Cubans, right, I've been watching I Love Lucy every morning at 5.30 a.m. for the past yeah. year. Like, I was like, I got this. Yeah. I've been I training like, okay, for so this. Gonna, I, know. Gonna, I was like, so you're going to play, you're going to play, uh, you're going to play Marco. You're the one that's going to, you know, fight Leif. And he's like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, I need, I need a voice. I need you, you to come up with something that sounds Cuban. He's like, I can do. So he started speak. I, I, I was literally laughing for five straight minutes because yeah, it was I a long started, day recording, man. Like, well, yeah. But then again, we I, I was counteracting with like my voice, and we yeah. were sort of like bandering off of each other, playing these two characters. And you guys and, eventually aren't even reading lines. You're just full, full on weren't. conversation. We were, we were, we're, we're, we're just and, fucking um, around. We like. finally started recording them down, and it was like. For such a for such an intense scene, we were fucking. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah, I think I've I've actually still got the raw audio yeah. on my computer where it's like I read like two lines and then just fucking we all end up like giggling our asses off. Are, like, you, are you fucking serious, man? I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna sit around and watch this stuff, man. I'm gonna get killed or something. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "You want a piece of me, buddy?" Huh? <laughs> he's just going off. Um, he did that because of you. <laughs> so, once we got all our giggles out and everything, and we finally got the lines down, you find out how grave this scene was. Yeah, yeah. Hearing it back, I was like, "Oh, this was a lot more serious than I thought." <laughs> but it worked. <laughs> but it worked. Like the over-the-top nature of the two versus this cold monstrous like business as usual leaf of all people like like juice is the one feeding into the chaos he's like ha, 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 yeah <laughs> fucking fight time let's fucking go yeah. and, and you know like leaves. baby i got this baby yeah you can picture it like rubbing the shoulders like you've had a heart i yeah. got it you know <laughs> but yeah. but then what you do then is like because i had to like for little bits, I was like, I kind of wanted to make Leif just as threatening as mm -hmm. Juice, but in a different way. Totally different. The yeah. idea was if Juice is this brash, bold, in your face, out your mouth, you know, <laughs> smash you fucking type of character, Leif is, you're not going to catch me. Mm -hmm. He's a brat. And, and okay. he's a brat. And the whole point is like every time 
Marco sat there with each fist trying to come in. And he's like, and then he's making fun of him. From yes. Yeah. <laughs> What's the matter? Can't you get this flaming homo? What the hell? <laughs> and then stop like, hitting yourself, Marco. It's not that bad. Yes. And, and I, I was, I was like, I'm, I'm laughing at this scene because I wrote it, of course. But then I, I, I re-listened to it, and I was like, I'm gonna, I gotta listen to this. Is not somebody who like was enjoying this. I gotta listen to this as somebody who's gonna listen to this for the first time. And I was like, this is fucking horrifying. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you, you sit there and you, in a situation where you're looking at the page uh, that you're writing, and then you find the actual footage, and you're like. Wow, that got really intense, really badly. Yeah, and you find out just like he's sitting there for a good two, three minutes, throwing every haymaker punch that he's trying to to hit Leif, mm-hmm. and all Leif yeah. has to do is one shot right in his nose, breaks it, bam! Right. Oh, <laughs> that's gonna leave a mark, sweetie. That's gonna leave a mark, sweet cheeks. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> that earlier that. The, the crunch is perfectly timed. There. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just the going through the whole the whole thing where he's like, and, and, and you see you see in the background, Juice is like, baby, um, time to go. Time to go. Well, I, I, I love the, hungry. I love the, I love the line. The line where, you know, Henry's like, I didn't know he was that strong. He doesn't seem to be doing much. And he's like, he just doesn't want him to die thinking he did badly. <laughs> I, I, like, I love that line. I, it's yeah. so fucking cruel. It yeah. is cruel. I, I liked yet, his line when he finished too. What was it? Like, the uh, the strongest are always the loudest when you rip them apart. Right. Yeah. That was a good line. It's always the strong that scream the loudest when they're, when they're flayed alive. And uh, I, I also love the idea that once leaf kind of feeds into like juice's energy you know what i mean so like once he gets going it's hard for him to stop he's about to take out fucking malachi and like baby yeah because he's ready to kill the second brother (laughs) (laughs) and And malachi's crying at his brother's literal shredded right the dude smoothie that was his brother (laughs) (laughs) that literally was his brother and he's like you're gonna pay and 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 leaf that that's the line i love right there it's like not by you, not in your lifetime. in your lifetime. It was I, like, I, how bad is this fucking guy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that it's shit. Like, it's like he's like, I may one day, but it's not going to be by you, and it won't be in your lifetime. Yep. So, but yeah, and that's how you can have a villain with a lisp that's still scary. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's why I said it on the show because it's true. Well, it's yeah. scarier actually. <laughs> I and I, I wanted this. I wanted that gravity for Leaf. I wanted that that mm-hmm. that just iron hammer drop for Leaf. You know what I mean? Because he's the playful one. He's the he's the jokey one. He's yeah. the he's the, the 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 carefree. You know whatever. But on this one fucking drop, it, it's it's he's just venom. He's just strictly venom, and it's yep. poisonous and toxic, and it's beautiful yes and, uh, and brutal brutal but it's own, his own it, but it's his own way of brutality mm-hmm. whereas just like ju- like i said before uh, juice and leif are yin and yang right yep. yeah you can name the episode from that yeah. because of that because 
you have to have a level of brutality in life and you have to have a little bit of i wouldn't say whimsicalness in juice yeah to make that fully make it work, work. yeah well but it yeah. does brats and doms just go together they do. <laughs> they do. And uh, I, I am, I'm, I'm just so in love with the, you know, you, you, yeah. Afterwards, you know, he picks them up. God damn, I love watching you work. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. They're super cute. <laughs> you know how awkward it was being a heterosexual man, having to. <laughs> <laughs> but you pull it off. But I pull it off. Me and me and, me and uh, Miguel, we're pretty good lovers, even though we've never. <laughs> It's almost like you're uh, discovering things about yourselves. <laughs> not me. I'm just dragging Daniel on this episode. Do you have any announcements to make on this episode? <laughs> What's going to happen in October? Oh, I don't I know. know. All I know is I'm going to be very, very excited to see everybody. It's it's going to be great. Um, and then you know, like I said, I'm do I'm going to I'm going to try and film a rap party for uh, Brotherhood of Ridiculous People for that for that month for uh, Off the Cuff, and it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I got everybody. If I can get everybody there, oh my god! I I am in the midst right now of determining exactly after nine months how much vacation time I have accrued. Yeah, because if there is even an outside chance that I can make this in any way, I'm going to shoot for it. I hope so. I'll go drag you. You can say you were abducted by a giant <laughs> Spaniard. I'll do it. Drag him. You have no choice. You're coming. Yeah, you, yeah you, Miguel. Miguel could knock you out to where it won't hurt too much later. And then I could just tie you up, and we'll throw you in the back of Miguel's new car. And oh, don't club me too hard. That's an actual abduction, and you could file. Your wife could file a police report and everything, and then you'd be your job would be like, oh, that's why you weren't here. Makes sense, right? You don't know, too hard. No. I'm so, in. I'll do it. I'm in Ohio. Are you, go. yeah. are you going to be wearing Emily's your titties, titties man T-shirt while you do it? Stay. Titties are titties, man. We'll we'll get that yeah, t-shirt made right. for Emily. Oh, but uh, oh, right. the the end of this episode though is so foreboding. Oh yeah, it's oh, so yeah. beautiful and like I I also love. You kind of reminded me of like Predator Two. Remember like in uh, Predator yeah. Two when they're all there and they're all partying with the cocaine and then the chicks are there right. and like, just right. murder. Yeah, murder. <laughs> just ruins the party. <laughs> just murder. Well, that's the whole point. I wanted to, I want to, I wanted Leif. To send a message to Pestale, right? That they're coming for him. Yeah, in their own time, up. but they're coming for him because at this point, Pestale knows he can't do shit against them. He can't. The magical yeah. homos and then in their regards. Henry, <laughs> can't touch him. That is a T-shirt right there. The magical homos send their regards. Magical homos send their regards. <laughs> <There it is. laughs> But uh, uh, yeah, Henry joining them. I, I kind of want to get everybody's everybody's input on that. Um, but yeah, it, it's tentatively you have two of the most chaotic puzzles in in the Dark Charm universe, and then you add one of the guys who's got a lot of power via magic at his disposal. Yeah, and of course, and he doesn't like, care anymore. I, I, I love that Emily thinks they're so wholesome and cute. Like I, I, I got, I, I'm proud of that idea. Like I, I got that. I, I nailed it. <laughs> I'm about to. Here's the things. Like, well, their they, dynamic they is amazing, though. Yeah. Like, their dynamic is awesome. 
Yeah. Like there's like like the whole like pre-fight scene, you know, when Leaf's like, I got this. I want that out of a relationship. Yeah. No, I want that kind like, of like support, you know, and and, I, I and think, just your partner just fucking being there and believing in you and you guys just kind of take care of each other and he's like, oh, okay, he doesn't stop him from fighting. He's just like, like, he's just like, all right, have fun. Just remember dinner's at seven. Like, yeah, it's no, amazing. Is, I think what I like about this is because this is like a homosexual Morticia and Gomez. Yeah. Right. That's what this is. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, it doesn't, I mean, I, it doesn't get any better than Morticia and Gomez. And so they have that vibe and who doesn't want that? Everybody wants mm-hmm. that. That's yeah. the dream. Stay yeah. away from the people that want the Joker and Harley relationship. Absolutely. Right. Right. That's what people were worried about at first. And who with, clearly uh, never read a comic. With, really? With really? People were worried about that? That yeah. Jesus is going to be mean to leave? Yeah. I didn't know about this. What is this? This is I new. I did not. I did not. I saw the head. They thought he was going to beat up Leif. And, and, and <laughs> he's like, yeah, right. I already knew. Only, okay, he'll only beat up Leif with consent. But you don't well, have to hear about okay. that. That's something else. So that's <laughs> happening. Something else is happening in that regard down the road. We're not going into That's that for the after hours so, episode. The last, the last, uh, the last, we get to the second to the last episode of Brotherhood of Ridiculous People. Yes. yes. Red alert. Red alert. Yes. And <laughs> you start off with a conversation where I had to sort of delve into my inner Sam Elliott and come up with the boy. I love the hype man in the background right now. Yeah, man. (laughs) You You tell him. (laughs) Yeah. And it's going to be like, and then this, and we're like, start, start. Yeah. So so you, you basically get this talk that General McTaggart has with, 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 uh, Agent DJ. And he's like, and this is where he basically calls him for the first, calls the team for the first time, Brotherhood of Ridiculous People. Mm-hmm. So you're like, wow, you really don't view these people in a good light. And he's like, well, you didn't. <laughs> you were leading the team. And he, he's like, you know, what's changed for you? And he's like, well, I had a friend tell me otherwise. And he's referencing the, the talk that he had with Mills. Mm-hmm about about how he views the team and you find out that because of what happened with ollie ollie just literally was project empath and it literally dropped in pj's lap right and he's like yeah uh i don't i don't think that you understand the gravity of how big this is and he just he just sits there and he, he he's belittling PJ, mm-hmm. but then he lets him know, okay, you can keep them, but under one condition. He never leaves your side. Mm-hmm. Doesn't go with Mills. Doesn't go with any of the others. He stays with you. And the fun and, and he's, he's like, he'll never leave my side. Which sadly enough, at the end of the uh, at the end of, at the end of the season, you find out he actually does inadvertently, and something happens. <laughs> Yeah. Point. But we're not going any further than that until you hear no, about no, it. No, 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 <laughs> Major but, um, spoilers. And then, so they they finally come to uh, they finally come to Colorado. They're at Colorado Springs, mm-hmm. and they're at a hangar. And you hear all like I had to find a good amount of Air Force related effects 
of yeah. planes taking off, people working on machinery, things like that. And then I basically set everybody's voice to reverb, so it sounds like it's in a hangar, right, where they can hear. That was effective. And the, the whole idea of showing the light aircraft. I was like, I always wanted a situation where someone would have to use those little old buggy airplanes that they had in Howard the Duck. And I read yeah. that. So, and, and, and Paul is so excited. He's like, ooh. To be flying this little buddy Holly. Oh, look at this thing. It's, I like these little buggy planes. And then, like, Max is like, Max, you know, playing uh, Billy Ackroyd is like, yeah, what movie were they for? I, I don't remember. And he's sitting there talking to other ghosts who are telling him yeah. what movie it is. Movie that, right. And PJ's already moved <laughs> on. And then he comes back. He's like, Howard the Duck, what is the movie? And he goes, shut up about the damn movie. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, he snaps at him. So he's explaining everything about how they're they're going to split up the team. Um, you got team, uh, you know, you have team uh, Frank. Which, you know, because Frank's the only other one with olfactory senses besides Willie. And Frank is in one team. Willie's in another. And he's like, do you know anybody that can fly? Does anybody, can anybody fly these? And the funny thing was like, Burt McGonagall's like, well, I can, but I'm narrating the story. It's not going to work. Yeah, I like that. So I guess not. So, <laughs> so you get a uh, two different pilots. You have one in the back. Um, you got uh, you got Willie that's sitting in behind the, the uh, and then you have Rod sitting with Frank in the thing. And Ricardo's like, "Now, j- just let me sit up in there. I'll take I'll take care of this." And like PJ's like, "I need you on the ground once we finally get her." So that's not that's not gonna work. So Vel is like. That's, I'll I'll ride with someone to make sure if there's any structural problems, I I can get it covered. He's like, great, you could be with the electric blanket right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, the live wire. And like they finally start wheeling these things out of the hangar, and I was like, well, I wanted to like make sure it had like the cart sense, and, and like I wanted to, you know, they're in the middle of trying to do this, obviously on a busy tarmac. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I had this thought, and I was like, "Okay, oh, hold on, hold on a second, my hair is a little." And then all of a sudden, bam, he gets nailed Dude. by lightning because that's what happens to Rod. Yeah. And what what did you think of that part? Okay, and what follows? Oh yeah. There. So like, Rod, he's like, ah, I get electrocuted a lot, and then all of a sudden, you hear talking from underneath of him. Fucking morons. <laughs> it's fucking Frank. Because he Frank got hit a little bit with the arc. Uh-huh. So a now little, he can talk. Now he apparently now? He, can, he can talk a little bit in British human accent. <laughs> but he's British. <laughs> my mother was Canadian. My mother my father was English. Of course <laughs> I'm gonna speak with a British accent. <laughs> you twit. <laughs> and so so like Mills is like trying to find out why the fuck they haven't gotten in the air yet. Yeah, so let me sum up Mills for you. And Mill- <laughs> <laughs> Mills faints. Just plop. Oh. 
Cause like I don't fucking blame her, dude. Like <laughs> out of everything else that's going on, like then you just add in a goddamn talking badger. Like I, I'm with Mills on this. I'm checking out. <laughs> Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> Come get me that travel initiated. Then, like Jay's like, <laughs> like slapping her face. Like Allison, Allison, wake up! Come on. Like, no, I won't no. do it. Like, it's not gonna work. We need to get her to you know. They got her help. They went up in the air. That's that's as much as they could do at this point. And then you switch to Team Willie doing their thing. And then Darla. Yeah, can I also say kudos to putting Darla on Team Willie? Thanks for that. Well, well he didn't, she wasn't on Team well, Willie. She was actually in the... Um, just the name Willie. Oh, yeah. Given. Yeah, Team Willie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Team Willie. Really. Had to. It works. Yeah. But yeah, so because like, if there's anything that Darla's gonna chase down, it's Willie's. So yeah. yeah. Well, the funny thing is, like, she's she's flirting with the pilot, but the pilot's like, I'm I, I'm gay and I'm in a committed relationship, and she's like, damn. Oh, you no fun. And then, but, but in the same breath, she's still flirting with PJ. Oh of yeah. Course. Oh, <laughs> this like, is yeah. not this is not Noxo season one. Goddamn it! I'm here for the rest of this. <laughs> <laughs> that is the hill you'll die on, huh? I did. It is. Like, so, so, what, <laughs> I'm flattered by that. Thank your, you. <laughs> what did you think of your, your your part in this last part, uh, Emily? For for Darla, for Darla or for yeah. Fainting Mills? <laughs> well, you can do for either or at this point because you know, like the idea originally that I had in my head was I wanted Darla to be a little bit more front and center for the mm-hmm. for some of this part, but having Darla and Mills sort of in the same vicinity would have been, I wouldn't say toxic to the, the scene. So I had to find a way to sort of bypass Mills out slightly. Yeah. To emphasize Darla. Yeah. No, it was, I was, I'm just, it, it's fine. <laughs> I'm not bothered by it at all. Okay. But uh, no, I, but it is, I like the episodes where they're both in there because I do think it's funny to hear, People just, thinking two different people are doing this. Yeah, yeah. That that's something that's I, I like the you've had people tell you that. That's what yes. me to have them yeah. ask who the other person is. And so, um I do like that, you know, I the Darla's lines are fun and so I like her her flirty, very like almost charmingly off putting <laughs> things that she You says. are several shades away from sexual predator. <laughs> but not there. You're not there yet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not so touching one. <laughs> yeah. Not that I don't um, want to. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. Unless you're into that, I don't know. You know anyway. turning into yeah, but I do think that, like, you did get a little bit of a sense of her as the teammate that she needed to be for the team, too. Because she, she had some serious... Oh concern. yeah, you heard a lot of concern from her. Passion. What happened yeah. when Team Rod went down? Right. You heard a lot of concern in that regard. Team Rod she, uh, had a she stepped into the she stepped into the mom role when Gladys is absent, mm-hmm. and I kind of yeah. like that idea that you know she's like, well, fuck, they need an adult of some kind. I guess that's me. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'll put my needs to the side for a second. Sake of the team. Yeah. Well, the, like, so, so you find out, like, she calls Team Willie. Team Willie's okay. Mm-hmm. She calls Team Rod, and all she hears is static through the entire thing. 
and you're like and, and and paul's character's like maybe it's the mountains because you can hear him from the you know back of the humvee it's like you maybe it's the mountains and he's like no you know finally comes on and all you hear is <laughs> in between static and, 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 and yeah. you're like what are you doing what are you doing on there and, yeah so yeah. we had to land the plane and then like you're trying to understand what he's saying amidst the static and everything and all of a sudden you hear uh bell come on and you can it's almost like you know clear as day like yeah the guy fell out of the plane when we hit uh some some, some branches <laughs> we're trying to get back up and he's like get up there and see and then ricardo flips out <laughs> flips. oh yeah if you if he's if he's dead i'll fi- if she's dead and if we get there i'll fucking kill every one of you yeah. ricardo <laughs> ricardo did not like no like I don't care if there's a, a, a whistling assassin in the back. No, I don't no. care if she turns things to maple syrup. No. I sure as hell if you don't turn into freaking, I will murder every will single murder one of you. Of you. Yeah. Now, yeah. not a special fucking thing you people can fucking do is gonna stop me. All right, I'm gonna crash this goddamn plane, John Denver style. Fuck with me, I dare you. <laughs> so, so we finally get a break where. Yeah. Billy gets Belushi telling him where, where you know, turn to go down, and above them they see Willie's plane still there. Mm-hmm. And then, you, you, know, you know, she goes talking to Team Willie again, and he's like, "Yeah, we're we're." On our, and then all of a sudden, you hear this strange radio silence, and then all of a sudden you hear, "Well, I know." And then there's like this dark the thing background. that falls off. He's a flight. And then squad. all of a sudden, you hear your Emily playing for for Darn. She's like, "Uh, sugar bumps." Um, <laughs> really jumped off the plane. <laughs> really jumped off the plane, and like he's gliding. I love the uh, the abruptness of that. I mean, I just come as like out of left field. Like, oh, well, I really jumped off the plane. Really jumped literally off the plane, scurried down, and then all of a sudden, zoom, right, right, you know, heading towards the uh, the cabin. Mm-hmm. And this is where the sort of like. Out of so far in the series, like the super heroic feats so far have been really been by two people Willie, Willie, Ve- well, sorry, make a three Willie, Willie Vell, no. and um, and Dar- well, Darla, Darla have her moment next uh episode, yeah, um, but um, Willie Vell and and to an extent, Billy Aykroyd. Because yeah, yeah, yeah with the voices. He does his stuff this episode. And I mean, get, getting to getting to the cabin is like this, like it, it it seems like like we're talking about it a lot, but it's so fast in the episode and it yes. happens and there's so much mm-hmm. it's so dense. But getting to the cabin and, and, and witnessing what we witnessed, the very first thing that happens, like fucking door gets kicked open by by a Billy uh, embodying Chris Farley. Like, Hi, Chris Farley. <laughs> Your ass kicked. Chris Farley's Farley. dead. <laughs> uh, first fucking thing that happens is fucking uh, Gladys. Gladys goes off and starts Gosh. just trying to murder this fucking guy. And then here's PJ like, 
I, I can't stop her. <laughs> CIA motherfucker! Out of that scene, I, I, I've always been in love with uh, Gladys's voice in bat form. So here yeah. she is hovering over this guy. I told you, this is an asshole! Sounding like yeah, that. I know that. Ripping off of her. That's so cool. What the fuck are you looking at? Oh, God. <laughs> like, Ricardo having to rein her in. Baby! Hey, don't kill him. Not yet. I know. I love that, too. But come here. Come here, baby. Good. Yeah, come here. Come here. Let's go home. Like, uh, there was such a, there was such a, like, like for everything else that's happening, especially, like, the line that Ricardo drops right before that when he looks at Billy and he's like, your ass, kid. Chris Farley's dead. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just that, that nice little emotional bow, like, right on that whole adventure. You know what I mean? Come on, baby. Let's go home. Yeah. It was then, so like, fucking good. A little bit before that, where Gladys is like, there was a photographer lady. She's in the closet, and he's like, "What's her sexual orientation have to do with anything?" That was good. And then, well, then I liked the, that moment with Ricardo because he's always clearly been. Um, he's obviously been super concerned about her the entire time, but he's been so gruff and aggressive and callous about it. And then finally, once they're there, and together. Come here, baby. You know, and he just turns to velvet, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that scene. Um, I put a song attached to that little part that it was called. Um, shoot, um, I don't remember, but it's 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 one of our uh, royalty-free songs that we got. Heartfelt. And oh, it's very like when you and I sit there and I was like, Stace, when you say this line. Sort of just do like this, like you're in his, like you're in his arms, and she's like, "I just want to go home," and then melted. Yeah, I was like, I was like, "Stace, perfect," and then just Miguel's tone responding without even knowing that that was happening. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna take you in, baby. We're 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 good. We got you. Obviously, at this point. He knows she's been through some shit that even yeah. even maybe even a year from now, she's not going to entirely tell him because it's just that traumatic. Yeah. I mean, but it, he's going to be there for her. He's going to do all the stuff that he needs to do to, to, to help husband. her and be a good husband. But he – I love the fact that Ricardo in that regard does not take it under the consideration that he knows what she's been through. He's like, mm-hmm. I just, I got you. Don't worry about it. We're, 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 we're going to, I'm going to take you home. That's it. Yeah. And then just, you find out the big turn that Maisie is actually working for Peony Rouge and Le Noir. Noir. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh. I was, that was a good twist. I like that. I like that was a good twist in the knife. Uh, I did love that. Uh, I, I honestly didn't even remember recording these lines for Piano Rouge. Yeah, you did. It was. It was. Uh, the sad part is, in even with modulation, because originally you did the lines for Levesque Noir, yeah. and I was like, they're too damn close, even with modulation. So I was like, I'll, 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 I'll fit the bill to fix that. No, and yeah, I, no, and, and it I came out that. perfect. It came out because, like, I had this, I had this thought because uh, I was coaching um, Rachel, who plays Maisie. Right. I was like, she's like, I've never really done French before. <clears throat> I was like, well, 
couple of different things like you know you and i i had her research research the princess from braveheart um yeah as the, the princess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i was like sort of use bits and pieces of this to supplement the white queen beautiful perfect she perfect. sounded amazing i, I loved that voice loved that and voice the idea of the white queen being a sort of master of disguise mm-hmm. add well, that add that crew i mean add that to the crew that's already around the yeah. gambit just grew the, the gambit just grew and it's going to get worse yeah and the opening to season two is gonna just <sighs> look we... at that smile look at miguel's smile while he says that because it's evil face is gonna it's tear evil. in half look at that if you weren't if you weren't terrified of what the gambit can do before this episode, you will be after. You will be I after. Thought you were gonna say Miguel's brain. If you weren't terrified uh, well, of Miguel's Noir, time well, before um, this, Noir <laughs> has also, that, no. also that. Yeah, <laughs> we love Miguel's mind. It is, it is, it is, it is wonderfully twisted. I, I, I must admit. I, I and uh, I, I know today is like the final day of, of an event, so we're finally going to get back to work on script writing. So I'm going to definitely be uh, bullying Danny to accept some ideas. <laughs> uh, bullying me? I might just. It's like twisting my arm for something I want to happen. What the hell? Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's, that's just the kink. All right. Yeah. Right. I'm just gonna hurt you and give you what you want. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so what did, what did you think of uh, of that episode, Chris? I mean, as for someone who will be eventually joining the uh, Brotherhood of Ridiculous People next season, you see sort of the team finally come together. Uh, what did you think of that episode? This episode, I would definitely classify with a similar description of Point Break, an action-packed adventure thrill ride. Because just when you're like, okay, cool, I get it. All right, so this is just going to like move on to the net. What, what's happening now? Oh, dude jumped out of the fucking helicopter. Great. You know, it's like, I don't know. It was, it was, it was really fun for me because once I thought I was like, okay, this is where it's going to go with that, then it just changed something else, especially having it split into two different teams. It was, uh, it was definitely more fun. It was kind of like Goosebumps issue number one where you get to choose the story. Mm-hmm. But we were reading the whole thing just front to back without picking the story. So it was it, it had like that twisty, turny, I don't want to say Tarantino-esque, but just one of those ones where uh fuck, what's a what's a good director there, Miguel, that tells two stories at the same time, but never you never lose interest. It was something like that. Uh, especially after the team split. Uh Edgar Wright. There you go. Sure. I'm sure I know his movies, I just don't know the name. Driver. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim versus the World, yes, Cornetto trilogy, like that, like yeah. that, exactly. Yeah. Cornetto trilogy. Then you're, 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 you I, I had a lot of fun yeah. with it. It felt like, um, I don't know. It just felt like everybody was just having a, like a really good fucking time in this episode, which kind of made me have a really good fucking time. So. Which is weird because like everybody's coming into this episode from a different background. Yeah. Everybody, like you know, like. Gladys has literally been captive for days. four, five a days. A while, yeah. yeah. A while. Having yeah, she, she finally Walter. gets out of the, yeah. the fucking little net and everything. And like, yeah. Yeah. And then like, this, have, is, this is definitely another one of those episodes where it's like, you sure these guys weren't in the same room? Like, because they really work together. Them, some of them it was, but for others, no, no. We were never all in the same room. Not me. I know. <laughs> and like, 
I, so, I, I two, love, of the char- two of the characters would technically be in the same room. Technically. True. Technically. Technically. Well, yeah. Me and Mac. <laughs> they are right now. <laughs> exactly. Me and Mac don't really bounce off at our. They, uh, they even share the same. They even share the same body. Time. What is what a space saver like? Space <laughs> saver. Oh my god. Yeah. So we do get together all in one room. Uh, they won't take up a lot of space. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all once we all get together in. Oh god, this is going to be fun. That's all I got to say. It's going to be mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, we, I have uh, I have an itinerary for us. So like first day, we're gonna be doing uh, just a round a round table thing. We're gonna grab as many microphones as we can. I'm probably gonna borrow my friend BJ's soundboard so that way we can all get in and just record a really big episode, all of us together. Uh, okay. And then the second day, we all go to an escape room and Dan writes a story about it later. <gasps> I could do that. <laughs> the next day we're going to be having drinks and, I'm sitting and, there, and there everybody's asking me hey we need help getting out of here I'm writing the story you guys are going to fix this right uh, yeah Dan just, Dan just there with it right in the rain in one of the space pens and Chris <laughs> fucking clipped his lid Miguel's trying to calm him down he ha- he goes and flips his lid it's like okay, okay. First job: escape your handcuffs, finding the key. Okay, everybody's searching, and Chris just snaps the chain. Now both hands are free. Where is he going? <laughs> and, then, and then for like four lines, Gibby's just laughing. Gibby's yeah. just laughing. Oh my god! Gibby, Gibby laughs, laughs in Michigan. Like so much laugh track. Yeah, this was a this was a really fun episode, and. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I love being uh, involved as little as I am with this because I get to experience so much of it. Like as a, as an observer, like I, I got three roles in this whole fucking this whole thing, and it's like tiny bit of writing Ricardo and and uh, and Pione Rouge, and they're so they're so small roles. I'm like I get to enjoy this as an observer. So well, they're very impactful roles. That's the big thing because like eventually, Ricardo is. I mean, like Ricardo is the anchor for Gladys. Yeah, she's you know like she's the like you know their dynamic has really um, hit a hit hit a you know hit pay dirt with a lot of our audience. Um, same, I would even go as to say the same type of uh, 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 rapport that they have for. Um, for uh, Josh and, and and Karen from Noxo, I uh, mean, and and even to a lesser extent, the loving relationship that Juice and Leif have. Mm-hmm. Adorable. Each each of them have their. <laughs> and, and then you also have Janet and Carl. Right. Yeah. So each of these couples in the Dark Charm universe have, and eventually they're going to notice, you know, Carrie and Damon. It's. It's a different kind of love each time, but it's it still reaches out to all of our audience and says, that's something special. That's something special. That's something different. That's something special. That's mm-hmm. something amazing. That's something special. Like it goes, it, it just helps make things more well-rounded, but still grounded in a, a sort of realistic universe. Yeah. Yeah, Um, because everyone's going to be able to relate to those different relationships in a different way mm -hmm. because everyone's impacted. You know, they they all have a a solid foundation together, but none of those foundations are the same. And there's there's a little something for everybody. 
Yeah, and I, I don't think I've ever commented, but I, I, I was so disgustingly nervous writing Juice and Leif and how to make their dynamic and how to make the relationship because I never wanted them to be uh, stereotypical. I never yeah. wanted them to be, you know... Yeah. Uh, I saw this on, you know, fucking seven o'clock. Will and Grace, or some yeah, shit. Will and yeah. Grace yeah. bullshit. Yeah, I think they're too layered for that. I think, and this is this is a testament to your planning. I think once you figured out what you didn't want to do, what you did want to do came out beautiful. Process of elimination, right? Yep. Yeah. So it, yeah. I think it came out great. Yeah, and and, and uh, Gladys and and. And Ricardo, I, I just, I, I just love them. Like they're so fucking weird. Yeah. I love how she's so, she's so hard edged, even against him. And he, it's, it's, it's such a weird dynamic. She's a mom to everybody else and hard edged towards him. And he's such a softy towards her, but hard edged towards everybody else. And it's yep. so fun. Like <laughs> cool, the, the cool dynamic. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, it's it's I just I love I love listening to Brotherhood because I'm so I'm so I'm involved so little, so it's so cool to hear everything happen and mm-hmm. uh, quickly quickly Darla and, and and Rod are my two like favorite characters in the whole fucking thing because the more and more I hear Darla, the more and more I'm just like that's right, just fuck with them all. Fuck all of them. And and why Rod? Rod, because because he is so fucking, he's trying so goddamn hard. He's trying so fucking hard. He's, you know, like they're in the airplane. He's like, I'm really stressed out on all these medications. So, whatever, <laughs> we're going. He's on that plane. That's the only reason why he's on that plane is because he has a catheter and he's strung out. On <laughs> Oh, I'm fine. Hey, you're not stuttering. Looks like we start doing it again, and she's like, "Damn it!" So, like those 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 are my two favorite characters so far, like in Brotherhood. And since we're we're near the end of the season, I can think those choices have officially like solidified for me. My favorite, um, my favorite, still to this. Uh, I love Willie. Willie as a character is so innocent. Yet so strangely badass for a squirrel. <laughs> What's a circle jerk? What's a circle jerk? And I and kudos to Justin uh, for that because he he improvised a lot of extra stuff just because he's like, well, I wouldn't say it like this, but I have a tone that I can sound like this, and it would sound extreme. Like the first scene you finally meet Willie. Where he's in the um, was in the doctor's office, not the doctor's office. When he's in the police station talking to um, yeah. to to Mills, and mm-hmm. she feeds him peanuts. He's like, "They're salty, but they're all right." <laughs> <laughs> and like he just like the fact that he had to, she had to give him peanuts to calm him down calm because him he down. was bouncing off the walls because he was afraid. Uh, and like if, if, if you started to warm up to him. And then Vel not liking a thing about him. <laughs> Vel is like, I don't want nothing to do with that guy. Vel doesn't want nothing to do with nobody. And that, that's yeah, kind of like yeah. one of the endearing aspects of him. Well, like, even when he's our diva. He is our diva. He is our diva. <laughs> like, even with diva. Darla, everybody kind of has like a hands-off touch with Darla. But he's like, lady, no. 
No. It's a will they, won't they? It's just, it's fine. (laughs) Is it Emily or Darla talking? (laughs) (laughs) I'll get him. Just wait. (laughs) (laughs) So, guess what time it is, folks? Dark Charm Games. Am I just going to come up with? I missed everything you said. Well, you said you wanted to host the game. Go for it. Okay. Um. Hmm. Hmm. Not as easy as we make it look, is it? <laughs> uh huh. Pick a character. Me? I gotta pick a character that no, I. No, no, no! Fuck that! No, I got it. his character is Leaf. Yep. <laughs> I have to pick Leaf. Oh god! Yeah, you don't get to pick okay. your own characters. Come on! You don't on. get to pick your own character. <laughs> You're Leaf from this one. Oh, I'm gonna pick a secondary one if uh, for a different scenario if something happens. But it's, oh, yeah, go yeah. Ahead get, all right, hold on, hold on. I gotta get in character. It's complicated. <sighs> You know what? Okay. Um, so there was a joke that, so there was a, a, a uh, and we're going to try it out here. There was a routine that was run in Mad Magazine years and years ago about what if all comedians told the same joke? So we're going to do that here. You found a fly in your soup. Go for it. I'll be right back while he does this. I'm still hosting. Oh, okay. Hey, I don't know why, but I'm like scared. I don't what, know the what joke, Leaf's so gonna do because in the, in the like scenario, you found a flaw oh, in your suit. Like Matt Leaf, gonna shout Leaf, things again from the Hi. Um, yeah, right? Like hi. Leaf is. I'm scared of what Leaf's I hate gonna to do. Bother a, you. I really, oh, I really do. Um, listen. Um, I had a fly in my soup, and uh, if I don't get another cup of soup for free at this point. I'm going to take this soup, pull down your pants, and throw it down your crotch. Sorry, you lost me at pulling down my pants. What's going on now? (laughs) I'm going to put it down your crotch. Hot, scalding, fly-infested soup, you son of a bitch. Ah, (laughs) No, 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 no. Don't you care get the goddamn manager. You're going to listen to me, buddy. I don't care if you've got a nice ass. No. Juice. <laughs> He's Uh-oh. not listening to me. Calling in juice. Oh, you call him the big guy. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, buddy. Uh, come here. No, no, no. Not answer me from over there, dickhead. Stand in front of us. I'll buy this whole fucking restaurant in your life. Stand in front of us. Listen to what he has to say. I want or I'll sell you to the Chinese market. I want some more soup. Get the rid of the fucking fly, and we're okay. Dig? Baby, what if I told you about saying dig? Nobody says dig. They didn't say dig in Look, the 70s. Look, listen, you know, I'm still stuck in the 70s in some parts, all right? So it is what it is. All right. Who's next? Oh, Chris is definitely next. Come on, bro. What, what did I do? <laughs> next, bro. <laughs> The fly in your suit. I'm, I'm right. voting. I'm voting Rafferty. Oh my god, that would be weird. Oh, definitely. It's definitely going right, to be Rafferty, Rafferty with a fly in his suit. Even the next turn is. Understand? Ah, okay, cool. 
Well, if I'm Rafferty, I, I can't just be like, there's a fly in my soup. <laughs> you know, I have to be like um, something along the lines of... Uh... Garçon. Um, I believe we have an issue. See, the soup that I ordered was, in fact, chicken noodle with vegetables, but you served me chicken noodle with vegetables and musca domestica. Uh, that's unacceptable. <laughs> I do request that you at least replace this sustenance, if you want to call it that, uh, for no additional cost to myself. Uh, also, I would recommend, in order to maintain the customer satisfaction at this current establishment, that one, you not only update your uh, kitchen cleaning and hygienic uh, routines, but completely omit perhaps an appetizer from my upcoming bill. If not, I do believe there could be some issues because I know many people, people from all over the place, and I just want some chicken noodle and vegetables. If you could make that happen, that'd be great. Yeah. For lack of a better term, he's like, I don't want a sick watchman on you. Please no. don't. Yeah, it's like, dude, just give me my fucking soup. <laughs> that was beautiful. You hear Rafferty say, I could do that. Yeah, that'd be something too. Like, what do you mean there was an issue with replacing the soup? You you only had one bowl of soup left. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Do I look like I am an idiot to you, sir? Okay, I'm going to put this to you plain and simple in words that even your homo sapien mind can understand. Get the fucking soup. Get the fucking soup. I love that. So, Emily, now Emily's got to do Mills. Oh, oh my God. Mills yes. with a fighter soup. Oh, yes. Mills reacted. Okay, Mills, yeah, you're right. Because you've done Darla for one before, so yeah, Mills. Mills? It has to be. Oh, this day. This day, quite possibly. I need lunch. I need lunch. I just need lunch. That's all it is. I'm sure. I'm sure there's no way that I heard that talking animal today. They're just. They, it couldn't have been. That. That. No. I, just, I just haven't eaten. I'm sure. That's why I faint. That's. I hallucinated. I probably. Yeah. That. That's all it is. It's fine. So I'm gonna get. Let's see what's in the cafeteria. Let's find out what's in the cafeteria today. So let's see. Okay. So what have we got down here at the cafeteria? Yeah, like, what did you say that is? That's it's meat meatloaf. I I don't believe you. Um, I'm gonna, <laughs> let's, let's try. It. What's the soup? What's the soup that you have today? Clam? Is it clam ch- clam chowder? No. Is there another option for soup? Beef and bar beef and barley. Yeah. Let's go with that. What could what could possibly go wrong? Let's go with beef and barley. That's fine. Yeah. Just a just a bowl of the beef and barley, please. Okay. Great. Thank you. All right. So we're gonna just sit down here. I'll just eat crackers. Just for today. What is this? Okay, that's neither beef nor barley. What is that? <laughs> it's neither beef nor barley. I just okay. I can't. Can't. I can't. Snap snap with... yep, you got snap. <sighs> you got the snap. She fainted. She doesn't get. Mills is down. <laughs> <laughs> she was almost there. <laughs> Instead of going ballistic, she faints. She faints. It's just, just a bad fucking day for Bill. It's a bad day. Oh bad day. She should have just got a pep hot dog and she would have been fine. There you right. go. Where's the pizza? I wish we had pizza today. Oh, someone someone yeah, was talking about pizza know. in the office. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Christ. Yeah, no, who am I going to do? No cocaine, no caffeine in them. But, uh, <laughs> all right. 
Miguel. Yeah. You're next, brother. I know. The Frenchman. <gasps> Pionnet Rouge. Pionnet Rouge. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Um, easier for you. <laughs> Ricardo? I can do both. I can do both. I'll give you a twofer. All right. Here we go. All right. You know what? That lady just fainted from the fucking beef and fuck that. All right. Hey, give me the goddamn clam chowder. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if it's the last of the goddamn pan, pal. Did you see what you did to that lady? She's being carried out by Ian fucking T's. Give me the fucking clam shouter. She didn't even need fuck it. Me. She didn't even Christ. What the fuck is this? $3 for a goddamn Dr. Pepper? What the fuck is this? A med scheme? Fuck you, pal. All right, whatever. All right, goddamn it. Fucking CIA caffeine. Is that a fucking fly? Eh, whatever. Fuck it. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> He's from New York. He's from New York, man. He would just take the fly, throw it out, and eat. Uh, yeah, that's just it. Nah, fuck it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Pionet Pione Rouge. Pionet Rouge. Pione Rouge. That was a good idea, man. Good idea. I hate coming to Belfast. Belfast, it's so fucking bourgeois. Uh, right, what do you have? What, do you, what, what, what the fuck is this? You call this soup? It's fucking water with a little bit of flavor. That's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Don't have time. Don't have time. I have people to kill. I have appointments to keep. Yes, just serve me the fucking soup. Okay? No, I'm not rude. I'm French. Fuck you. <laughs> I know it says no smoking. I don't read English or German. I don't read on purpose so I can tell people like you to fuck yourselves, eh? Just bring me my goddamn soup. There's a fucking fly. Of course, there's a fucking fly in Belfast. <laughs> yes, I said what I said. Fuck you too, okay? <laughs> Merde. Oh. <laughs> you know, fuck this country, <laughs> fuck this city, fuck all of you people. If I burn this place down, I'm doing the fucking community a farewell. You know what? No, that's what I'm going to do. Get the fuck out of the kitchen. This is going all up in flames. Fuck this. <laughs> fucking bad Light them. <laughs> Just Molotov cocktails the fucking flames. <laughs> Walking he outside. Just, he just leaves Fucking the... four-star my fucking ass. <laughs> just mumbling to himself, leaving the restaurant as it all burns. <laughs> Now they are fucking Hello, Americans in their four-star fucking restaurants. Seen better food at the taco truck in Mexico. Burn, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm not even going to try to rescue you. Piece of shit. <laughs> the fuck? Oh, man. That was a good one. That was actually a good, uh, that was a good scenario. Yeah, that was a good idea, Mac. I like that. I like that, yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Are we ready for the preview for next month? Yes. Yes. All yeah. right. So next month's amazing preview. This, yes. September, will we have the season finale of Brotherhood of Ridiculous People? Mm-hmm. That's going to happen at the end of the uh, month. That's uh, episode 13. Yep. Episode 13. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, We're going to have Fascination Street's second episode where Carrie, it's called, it's literally called Carrie. It's, and uh, okay. Emily's going to make her appearance as Carrie White. 
spelled W-H-Y-T-E, not W-H-I-T-E. Because we're in here. Still agreeing. Still cool. Still cool. And then um, episode 306, which is, I think, The Prisoner for Dark Charm Presents. Oh, and this that. was one where yeah. Mac takes over as the role of of Joe. Uh, Miguel does the uh, gatekeeping for this one. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. I was trying to remember it. I was like, I, I know this one. one. Yeah. Oh, I think I was in that one, too. I think yep. you were. You were in that one. Yep. You played, recorded uh, so much stuff in the first day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I am. I can't wait to hear this. Chris, you asked for it, dude. You're like, <laughs> I know. All you got, man. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Yeah, what are the roles you need filled? I'll try it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah here's the priest you asked for. Once you finally finished your first episode, <laughs> once you played Skull, you were ready for anything. Well, playing like, Skull gets you pumped up, man. <laughs> we've been touting for the past couple of episodes here on Off the Cuff that August was going to be intense. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was. And um, September's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all working towards October, which is huge. the second annual dark charm halloween hullabaloo that whole we're going to be action-packed that whole entire month along with we're going to finally do our rap party of, of brotherhood of ridiculous people i'm going to be live in cincinnati with everyone it's going to be great yep I, I can't be more excited i really i really can't and you know get to get to meet some of you fantastic people for the first time face to face and that's going to be amazing i mean and max like, is going to be there too we're hoping. We're hoping. Kidnapped. Like kidnapped and bagged. We'll kidnapped just kidnap him. Yeah. <laughs> or are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Max, Max is going to be there. I, I'm seriously not above driving up there myself if need be. I don't want you to do it. Well, it's an eight-hour trip. it comes down to it, I'm not above doing that. Well, if you want to do it. I mean, I'm dry, like I said, I'm going to be there the 27th and 28th and 29th and 30th. I need time away from Maryland. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it um, is. And plus, you know, I get to, you know, I'll be able to, you know, see everybody. Sort of had to take a business vacation for the first time ever. There you go. Basically, it's what it is. It's a business vacation. Mm-hmm. I Make get sure to, to keep everybody. your receipts. I am. That's mm-hmm. the that's the best part. That's <laughs> right, baby. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! So, well, from all of us here at Dark Charm Media and, and uh, off the cuff, you know, myself, Danny Atwell, uh, Mac McCloskey, uh, Emily McAnulty, the dead man himself, Miguel Pedroza, and the grave robber, Chris Hangle, we bid you adieu. Thank you, and good night. Off the Cuff, a Dark Charm Media production. Special effects by zapsplat.com. Dark Charm Media, copyright 2022, all rights reserved.